What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm joined by It's Your Boy Joey, It's Your Boy Bo, and It's Your Boy Brady. And we are uh, talking about comics today. How uh, how you guys doing this week? Doing great, except I am not It's Your Boy Joey. I'm actually It's Your Boy Joe from Earth 18529 today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm I'm just still at your boy Bo. What it, what is different about this variant of you, Joe? Um, I am the superior the... Joe. Ooh, deep cut. Not really. It's a very it's very front cut. <laughs> it's no, a it's... part of the part of the main storyline break. <laughs> Uh, is it is this the, the superior Spider-Man in what we read, which is the uh, Spider-Verse? For everybody listening in, you just, you just ask if he's in it. Yeah, uh, he's absolutely in it. Did you, did you read <laughs> the story? Wait, wait, twenty fifteen version? Are we we learning something about me today, boys? We may be. Did you? We may be learning that you're reading? unable to follow along with the reading order. Uh, we'll be right back. We're back. <laughs> Brady, did you do the reading? <laughs> I did do a reading of Spider-Verse. Is one of them called the Superior Spider-Man? Did you read any <laughs> did you read any amazing Spider-Man comics? Uh, I read the Spider-Verse comics. Good Lord, Brady! Did you read our text messages, <laughs> Joey? I'll tell you this: I I did a I did a prequel prequel to the Edge of as well, and I read the the two intros of Superior Spider Man. Uh, have Have you read those two? Uh, I have not, because I don't know if they'll be part of the recap. Uh, but they were they were dope readings. Um, it's basically like where it shows he was in that lab accident. Um. And that's what kind of blasts him into the 2099 universe. And once he's there, that's kind of where he goes back in time. Um, this isn't going to royal like ruin plot or anything for, for what you're talking about, because this happens prior to Edge of number one. Um, but this is where he goes back in time, and he's in the 2099 universe, and that's where he gets all the technology, and he goes through and like creates kind of the 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 way that he can go to all these different multiverses and then he realizes he's going through time and stuff as well too and it's pretty dope um but that's where he finds like the first couple dead spider-man um and he finds the house of m spider-man dead he goes to the civil war civil war spider-man's in the iron spider suit dead and they both have these huge puncture marks in their chest and he's like something's happening somebody else has this technology and they're using this technology to kill spider-man and he's walking through these universes and then finding uh, basically then it cuts off and we're like we're like deep into Spider-Man India, uh, who is just so cool. And he's uh, getting chased and he's losing uh, very, very bad. And uh, Superior Spider-Man comes in like at the last second and then saves him. And then um, he basically tells him what's going on, um, brings it back with him and um Spider-Man and he has like, of course, like I'll help you, whatever it takes. Like I'm just honored that like I could be on this team and I'm the first one you came after. And he's like, Who said you were the first? And that's where it like branches off and shows like all the other like Spider-Man that have been there and oh, so cool. It's so cool. There's I'm, there's a lot of cool Spider-Vans in this. 
So I may uh, need to check that out. But I'm assuming Brady read the secret. You just did. Oh, yeah. You just did check it out. <laughs> I will. I, I will. You all of it. I will have to. Uh, we will have to. We have to. We'll have to figure out how we're doing this fun, fun episode, and it might just be Brady learning. Um, but Brady, I was, what did you read? Oh, I read, read Spider Verse. I read Spider Verse. You read Spider Verse. Did the covers say Secret Wars? Um, I will find out for you shortly. No, 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 Brady. How many comics did you read? Did you just read two? I think it was six. Yeah, he read the Secret Wars tie-in. Is it, is it, is it, if it was 2015 and it was six issues, then yes, it was the Spider-Verse Secret Wars tie-in. I don't think I've read that. Is that one of the ones where like they send off... I've never read it, but I guess we'll learn from Brady. It was indeed the 2015... <laughs> it was Secret Wars tie-in, and I had no idea. I just thought it was a cool thing with a Norman throwback. Anywho, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Well, ooh, it's okay. Ooh, we, we, we did discuss a specific reading order in the chat. It's good to know that you pay attention to what we're talking in the, about in the uh, chat, Brady. Let uh, me let me let me re- let me prefer with this. This was discussed like three weeks ago or two weeks ago after we we did it, which I was all re- <laughs> I was reading. I knew about it. I went back to look at it, couldn't find it, and I and then Bo said. We're talking about 2016, and we're almost there. And I went, okay, good. Then we're just reading Spider-Verse, and it's around 2015. Found it. Boom. And I got the reading done so early, and I was so excited to come here and talk about it. And I'm a big poopoo head, magoo head. But what it means is uh, we can do this podcast a little differently, and I can uh, be the learner and then teach you guys about what I read. Okay. Uh, Before we get into it, though... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one one very important question that we discussed last week, Brady, that I'm going to need your yeah. opinion on, because Bo and I are split and you're the tiebreaker. Okay. Uh, bathroom etiquette. Yes. It's the morning. You are drinking a cup of coffee. You find mm-hmm. yourself needing to, you know, take a visit to the restroom for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you take your coffee in there with you or can you take your coffee in there with you? No, you cannot take your coffee into the bathroom with you. Okay. Unfortunately. I mean, you can, but uh, it's definitely not. Uh, it's definitely not sanitary, and definitely not something that you should do. I've done okay. it twice since we talked about it, Joe. <laughs> I've <laughs> and one, one of those times. One of those times was an iced coffee with a lid, and I was I actively took a couple sips. So I have changed my stance, and I I was embracing your your different way of life, and I'm all about exploring it. I don't think I'm necessarily walking. What is the the ideal perfect life so i'm willing to try other variables and um you you threw you threw something into there and i think the multitasking um i got more done that day because i was able to kind of combine my uh joe and poo so it you know what thank you thank you joey thank you joey please don't combine me with your poo ever again (laughs) (laughs) you are now synonymous with my poo you are my poo (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's do this. Uh, let's go. Listen, and... Brady, you can just leave again if you want. <laughs> and this will no. all be new to you. You can listen to it next Saturday. <laughs> I would love. I would love to find out in 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 real time, and maybe I can uh, ask and questions and find out where, you know, all the fun that happened in this reading. And uh, I will need uh, Joey to uh, go over the reading and what we're, we're supposed to read. 
and I will go over what I read, and then by the end, maybe we have a full understanding of what is the fun Spider-Verse tie-in fun. How about this? How about this? This is the only requirement now. Um, as we go through this discussion, why don't you, like, live pull up a couple of the readings on your phone, and, like, at least skim through, like, skip through the pages, so you can see some of, like, the visuals and the artwork of what we're talking about, because I feel like that does help. Especially with it. this many Spider-Man. I will gladly do that. And Brady, if you check your cellular device, I am sending you the titles of the comics that we will be discussing here. Well, any last introductory comments? Or should I just dive right into our little recap here? Let's go. All right. So, if you would like, to read along with us, please pause the podcast now. Go read Edge of Spider-Verse from 2014, 1 through 5. Um, those are kind of prequels and optional. If you want to skip them, you can. Um, read Spider-Verse from 2014, numbers 1 and 2. And read Amazing Spider-Man, numbers 9 through 14. It was a long week this week, but totally worth it. I agree. I think that a lot of them went fast. And uh, I th- I thought when we originally planned this, that those Edge of the Spider-Verse kind of like prequels were going to be the majority of it. And then Spider-Verse 1 and 2 were like the main plot. Because I think I read those before. But diving deep into this Amazing Spider-Man story, I w- I'm really glad that we tagged those on at the end. Yes, the Amazing Spider-Man is definitely where the actual story happens. All of the Spider-Verse titles are just Hey, look at all of these Spider-Men. <laughs> uh, but I guess we'll start. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do a, a very quick recap of the Edge of Spider-Verse titles. And then, Bo, I would like you and I to just pick which one was our favorite of those okay. five. Easy. Because, like I said, not too much plot-wise happens, so we don't really need to discuss them too much. Um, If you know the plot of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, you know the plot of pretty much every Spider-Man in existence because the fun thing about Spider-Man is they all follow pretty much the same plot line. Um, All right, so Edge of Spider-Verse. We've got five issues here. We are introduced to five new Spider-Man characters. Um, We get... Spider-Man Noir in Earth 90214, who is battling Mysterio. Um, And he is attacked by Karn, and then saved by the timely arrival of none other than the Superior Spider-Man, who we were just discussing. Um, On Earth 65, Gwen Stacy became Spider-Woman, while Peter Parker uh, became the Lizard. And we get Spider-Gwen, or Ghost Spider, um, acting as Spider-Woman on Earth 65. We see her um, you know, day-to-day life, and then she is forced to reveal her face to her dad, Captain Stacy, much like happens in the movie. Um, and then these events are all seen by Spider-UK, who is yet another Spider-Man. You guessed it. Issue number three is a Japanese anime-like universe where Aaron Aikman uses his spider-based powers in an advanced suit of armor to become the Spider-Man of this universe. Um, he, you know, helps his co-worker's daughter and, um, that's 
Moreland appears and basically kills this Spider-Man. Uh, Moreland being a character that we will be discussing in the plot here soon. Issue number four takes place on Earth 51412. Uh, Patton Parnell is a disturbed young man who lives with his abusive uncle Ted. And he experiments on animals. Um, he is bitten by a spider and becomes basically like a sociopathic Spider-Man. Um, kind of a dark one there. And then the, the final one is Penny Parker and SPDR, her, her robot spider on Earth 14512. Um, she's an Asian schoolgirl whose father piloted this robot spider thing. Um, and, and she basically takes it over and becomes a part of this SPDR program, which is some sort of like secret underground society. Um, Penny is then recruited by Spider-Ham. Uh, John Mulaney himself, and an old man spider to join the fight against Moreland and his family, which we, like I said, we'll be discussing soon. Um, additionally, in addition to those those Edge of Spider-Verse, the, the Spider-Verse 1 and 2 comics that Brady is flipping through here um, that you cannot see, are introducing a few other spiders. Uh, a lot of them do wind up getting killed by these weird people that are named Moreland and his and Moreland's family. Um, like I said, we will learn more about these in Amazing Spider-Man, but just know that a lot of spiders are being hunted down by these creatures at the moment. And Spider-Man, uh, Superior Spider-Man and Spider-Man UK are kind of going around gathering these spiders up for a big battle. So I will pause there. That is Edge of Spider-Verse and Spider-Verse 1 and 2. Bo... Did I miss anything that you would consider crucial to our listeners' knowledge of this story? No, honestly, it could have all been summed up summed up in uh, one recap. <laughs> I I think that this was very much character introduction, as, as you mentioned, as opposed to any kind of contribution to the plot. It basically is just the pre-hunt, what spiders are being created, introduced, what spiders are being killed off. Um, if you're keeping track of that, it's it's not looking good for the spider team um, because this this team of Morlon and the inheritors is, is a pretty B.A. They're dominating in almost every single one of these. Um, yeah, the cool ones. I, obviously, this is prior to the Enter the Spider-Verse movie, uh, which we all know and love. And uh, we all kind of had these readings in our pocket, or maybe some of us did. Maybe not all of us. Um, did you... Joey, is this your first time reading this? This is not my first time reading this. I, I didn't think so. I've absolutely read this story before. Same, same, same. We just wasted this whole week, Brady. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, uh, did you, so did you read this prior to the Into the Spider-Verse movie? I do believe I read this as soon as I saw the first preview for the Spider-Verse movie. I think that's when a lot of us did it. Um, but yeah, obviously we were going into that movie thinking it was going to be like a loose adaptation. Um, and it is very loose, um, obviously with the, the, the main characters, but, um, the edge of the Spider-Verse introduction was pretty cool where we get Penny Parker, where we get Spider-Man Noir, where we get Spider-Gwen. Like that was, that, that was, that's some cool history behind that. I think the introduction of some cool characters that have been like, mainstays both in the cinematic and in the comic universe for quite some time so um i enjoyed the readings i i every time that there's like a multiversal take on this i really enjoy the adaptation of the spider-man story 
I, I will say that. I think that the different pathways that Spider-Man could have taken, how other people get their spider powers, I, they're always similar villains that are twisted in a way as well, too. Um, like, we, I, we haven't got there yet, but, like, the... Uh, 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 I'm blanking on names because there's so many names. The Uncle Ben Spider-Man, I forget what he's called, but um, his it's Green Goblin later in the line is called like what is it? It's the Emerald Elf. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things <laughs> in the comic. Um, but like, there's there's that whole take on it. Uh, we have a huge. This wasn't in the reading that we just went over. I don't think it was because I did stuff outside of what we were supposed to do. I think it was in the Superior Spider-Man ones, which is where. I could have skipped all of Edge, all four, all five of the edges, um, and I wish that we would have added in the Superior Spider-Man ones because that's where we get a lot more like um, Spider Shot, who is the Assassin Spider-Man, and Ashley, uh, Ashley Barton, um, who is like an alternate universe like uh, Clint Barton, like Spider Girl, and they're both like born killers and they are like cutthroat and they're very very cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I always seeing that take of, we know Spider-Man, we know that he doesn't kill, which is a huge piece of this story and the battle between him and superior Spider-Man. Um, but seeing some of those that do and some of those with weird powers and I, I don't know. I like this. I really do like this. Um, it, it, it feels detached from the rest of like the Marvel universe that I typically read. Um, I just, I enjoy a good old variant. Except for, gosh, I, I just went off on a little rant there. I did not this like has it. Has absolutely much. nothing to do with the comics that I just recapped. But thanks for all your thoughts. <laughs> no, you're, you're... <laughs> and I'll say, uh, scrolling through the uh, Spider Verse comics, definitely a completely different art style than what I read. But, I don't know uh, what you're scrolling through at the moment. To be perfectly honest, this is the yeah, amazing. That's a, a one point four issue. You don't have to read that. This one. is not issue number nine. <laughs> Brady yet again. It's the one with the, the big. Yeah, it's the one with. Why? All, all right, all right, all right. This, I'm, this is way too confusing. Marvel, please, please make it a little more, a little better. Anywho, I'm still, I was still getting caught up. Anywho, I will say the the Spider Verse that I scrolled through um, was definitely a different art style than anything that I read, but also anything that I think we've read in the past. More like cartoony, more sharper edges, kind of. It's very cool, very interesting uh, style. Yes, the Spider Verse title you were scrolling through in particular is basically just yeah, it, it's jumping from different universe to different universe, and so each universe kind of has its own feel, and some of those are actually just cartoon universes. Um, I believe there was one where. Like someone shows up and they're like, why you look so weird when he's a normal person and they're all cartoons. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but Bo, out of the, the five Edge of Spider-Verse comics, which one was your favorite one? Like just the just including the ones that are like the main character for that title. Um, Not the, the yes. appearances in them. Correct. Um, I do want to be explicit here. What was your favorite comic to read? Not necessarily what was your favorite Spider character, because we'll we'll do that later. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, just in hindsight, going back over them, I really enjoyed 
I think they started off strong with this whole series. I like the noir, and I really like the concept of noir as well, too. I think that he's a, a well-written character. I think that it's he, he's a very different take on, on Spider-Man. And um, I've read, maybe it's because I've read some of his like stuff outside of this as well, too. Because um, I'm very like infatuated by the noir universe. Um, but I just, I, I like a good old turtleneck. Okay, okay. Noir was good. Spider Gwen. I mean, I love obviously, I love obviously. I, I honestly think my favorite one to read though was the Patton Parnell one. The yeah, uh, the sociopath Spider Man. He's like a little little mini serial killer guy that gets bit by a spider, and then um, yeah, he's he was like spying on MJ. Uh, it was just super creepy and weird and not what you're used to with a Spider-Man. And I liked the, the fast change of pace. Oh, I do agree. That's kind of what I was saying before. It's like, I, I like those different takes. Like um, some of my favorite Spider-Man, again, reading this Assassin Spider-Man, Spider-Shot, he's very, very dope. Um, I really like, um, like again, 2099 is usually more of a cutthroat Spider-Man as well, too. Um, I even like the universe where like I don't know if you've ever read any zombies, but uh, Zombie Spider-Man is also just crazy cool because he's aware of everything that's going on, but makes these dark, dark choices. And uh, yeah, I, it's it's different for us because we're so used to Spider-Man's choices being so predictable on the pages. But yeah, a little sociopath Spider-Man, definitely, definitely up there. All right. Well, any last thoughts on the introductory issues? Or should I jump into the plot? Well, I plot, think plot, because plot. I did, yeah, I, I did so many outside readings and stuff as well, too, that I'm already starting to jump all over in my brain. Um, so let's just let's hop straight to the plot so I don't start like talking about stuff we haven't even covered yet. All right. And how many sections should we break this into? I'm going to try to do two here. So these these may be a little bit longer recaps, but in the interest of time and, and to give Brady some time to tell us about the other story that he read, <laughs> I, uh, I want to get through this a little bit quicker here. So strap in. As I said before, if you'd like to read along, pause the podcast, go read Amazing Spider-Man 2014 edition. There are about 72 Amazing Spider-Man runs, so make sure you select the 2014 one. Um, and it is numbers 9 through 14. Right, so on Earth 616, which new readers that is the main Marvel universe, um, we're gonna hear lots of Earth numbers thrown out, they are not that important. 616 is the main one, okay. On Earth 616, Spider Man and Silk meet with Spider Woman, Spider Girl, Spider Man 2099, Spider UK, Spider Girl of Earth 982, and Spider Ham. Spider UK explains. They are the spiders of other dimensions and that all the strands of the Great Web are converging on Earth 616, Peter. Sp Spider UK tells him Morlin's elder brother. Morlin is a villain that Peter has defeated in the past. Uh, Morlin's elder brother, Deimos, is coming to Earth 616 and all of them head into a portal to another dimension. Pause. Peter Parker. Pause. Yeah, just because those five seconds, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, so everything that I just read... <laughs> <laughs> could have been summed up in these several pages. Yep. Um, that was that was definitely the, the plot of all of the two Spider-Verse titles and Edge of the Spider-Verse. So I was like, okay, this Joey Joe, Joey called it right. This is where the main story starts. 
Yes. Okay. So they uh they all head into a portal to another dimension. Um, Peter's clone, Kane Parker, aka Scarlet Spider, and other members of the New Warriors are beaten down by Deimos. Kane stabs Deimos through the chest with his arm spikes, and Deimos realizes that Kane can hurt him because he is the current receptacle of the other. Um, there are three kind of main spider characters in this run. Um, well, and Kane is one of them. He is known as the other. We'll, we'll discuss the other two in a minute. Um, old Spider-Man, the bullet points Spider-Man, and the Spider-Woman of Earth-65 arrive. Deimos kills the bullet points Spider-Man, but the others escape through a portal. They join other Spider-Men gathered on Earth-13, which is home of Cosmic Spider-Man, who never lost the Enigma Force, uh, just an OP Spider-Man. On Earth-001, the Inheritors gather at a dinner table laden with crippled spider totems. The sibling's father, Solus, reveals he has known all along where the Bride, the Other, and the Scion are located. And then Can we talk asks, about, for a second, just how dark that was, too? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just, them, just showing them eating the spider people. It was, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting the images. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we get... Moreland's family, which are known as the, um, what did I just call them? The Inheritors are what they're called. They, they are basically hunting down Spider-Men in every universe. Um, and, and they are re- referring to them as spider totems. Um, and, and there are those three very important spider totems, which I just mentioned, the Bride, the Other, and the Scion. Um, on Earth 1610, Miles Morales and Jessica Drew are attacked by Verna's hounds, but are saved by the Superior Spider-Man, the Assassin Spider-Man, and Spider-Punk. On Earth 13, Spider-UK gets a reading on Superior Spider-Man's team. Old Man Spider-Man gives Spider-Man one of their devices to travel the Great Web, but insists Silk remain behind, refusing to say Silk waits secretly, follows the team uh, through the portal, arriving on Earth 928, where Peter is horrified to see the superior Spider-Man in charge. Old Man Spider-Man explains that Kane and Silk are the receptacles of totems called the Other and the Bride. Deimos emerges from a portal and kills the Spider-Cyborg, but the superior Spider-Man manages to kill Deimos. Spider-Man 2099 uses future technology to put Deimos' corpse in stasis. A second Deimos shows up and kills Old Spider, old Man Spider-Man and the Assassin Spider-Man. Kane and Ben Riley of Earth-94 deduce that the Inheritors are clones, and Ben opens a portal to the Inheritors' home base. The Ultimate Spider-Woman, also a clone of Peter Parker, joins them. Silk steals Spider-Man's portal device and opens a portal while attracting the Inheritors' attention. The surviving spiders regroup on Earth-13. Um, let's do one more little paragraph here. Solace mocks Moreland's fear of the Spider-Man of Earth-616. Moreland says he is concerned about the prophecy and that the other, the Bride, and the Scion have all manifested. Solace agrees that they could end the Inheritor's reign. On Earth-13, Peter and Otto fight, Otto being superior Spider-Man, Peter and Otto fight over who is better suited to lead the Spider-Army, and Spider-Man realizes that Otto thinks Peter is from the Mind Swap, uh, or, or sorry, Otto thinks Peter is from before the mind swap took place, not after. Quick uh, back tangent. Superior Spider-Man is Otto Octavius in Peter Parker's body. They swapped brains at one point, um, and that, and then Otto became the Superior Spider-Man. Otto thinks that the Peter there is his past, not his future. Um, anyways, back into the plot here. 
Spider-Man challenges the superior Spider-Man to kill him, and the superior Spider-Man backs down, unwilling to create a time paradox because he thinks he cannot kill his past self. The superior Spider-Man reveals he has located the Inheritor's homeworld, but feels that they need a stronger army. Peter asks Spider-Girl, Spider-Woman, Miles Morales, and the animated Spider-Man to help gather recruits. Moreland and Genix emerge from portals, killing a version of Captain Spider and Spider-Monkey. Captain Universe, Peter Parker of Earth-13, destroys Genix with the Enigma Force. Solace arrives and reveals that the Enigma Force is pure life force energy on which the Inheritors feed, and he devours Cosmic Spider-Man. Moreland kidnaps Benji Parker from Spider-Girl of Earth-982, declaring him to be the receptacle of the Scion. And I'll pause right there. That is part one of this Spider-Verse saga. Brady, Mm -hmm. did you follow along with that plot summary whatsoever? I actually did, and I'm also following along the listeners can't can't see this, but with with the comics themselves, and I I'm I'm kind of upset. I'm kind of upset. I messed it up. This is a uh, very very cool. It's definitely a darker tone than what I read, which is awesome. And um, I will say similar characters, which I'm excited to talk about. Um, but a really cool twist on like the the like vampire-esque type bad guy right so i I really i'm really enjoying the uh summary wait was the title that you read about spider characters too it was (laughs) in a multiverse it's crazy um yeah so the well what were your thoughts on the the beginning because this is this I believe this is new to you, correct? Did you not read this amazing Spider-Man run back in the day? Um, I didn't think that I did. Um, this is one of the first things that I actually read on your uh, comics back in the day when I was on your your unlimited app. So, um, because I went through and I was like, oh, these all say unread. This is perfect. This will be new. And I definitely read all of this. I think I read a lot of the Amazing Spider-Man run after this as well too. Um. So yeah, like bits and pieces were coming back to me. And I don't know what reading order I did before. Um, it was definitely my first time reading the Edge of the Spider-Verse comics. But I read the first, I read the two Spider-Verse titles. And then I read pretty much all of this run. Um, so yeah, all, all of this was not new to me. Um, but it was, it was because I read this and then I read, what's the second one? Spider-Geddon. And then the newest one is End of the Spider-Verse. So I, I don't think I've ever read what Brady read. But yeah, this was not a first time for me, but still just as enjoyable. I, I love the battle against the Inheritors. I think that moment that you were talking about and you dive in a little bit deeper between P and Otto, where like <laughs> he just takes full advantage of him thinking that he is from before that, that mind swap happens back. And uh, with that swift kick right up to the chin, <laughs> I, I remember reading that and thinking that was pretty dope. But um, and I also love the glorified six one six in this. I feel like this is really the comic that solidified because even when he first pops up and they're like, "You, like you're you're the main one. Like we're we're here for you." And he's like, "Why me?" And we all know why. It's because like, yo, you're our comic Spidey. But there's like so many other variants. Like honestly, probably should have been comics, uh, cosmic Spider-Man, because that dude is dope, <laughs> and he looks cool too. I love a bearded Spidey. But oh yeah, um, most handsome Peter Parker that exists. 
buff, just bearded, and but yeah, so many cool variants. Very cool story. Um, I think the craziest thing for me was like the ones that just like keep getting killed off, and I'm like, oh well, I knew that one for five seconds. <laughs> um, but it does kind of dwindle down to this awesome little multiversal team in the end, which I think is super cool. So, um, yeah, enjoyable reading. It, it when you go into it, you think it's gonna be a lot, but as long as you're not like, you can't try to closely follow like what every character is doing in this because there's so many side teams and stuff like that. Uh, but just following each page for what it is was very enjoyable for me. I do very much appreciate the subtle artwork differences in the different Spider-Men to make it challenging yet still possible to distinguish who is who when you're reading these mm-hmm. stories because we're dealing with many Spider-Men, many of which are Peter Parker Spider-Men, um, and they all dress very similarly. Uh, so yeah, you have, you're like, oh, this guy has the the black outlines on his eyes. That's Otto Octavius. That's the superior Spider-Man. Because um, yeah, you, it's hard to to kind of track who is speaking at any given time. Um, but I will say, the beginning of this story, both times that I have read it now, um, I have been extremely intrigued and interested in going in deeper on silk and and reading like the intro of silk and and silk's solo runs that she has i will say neither time have i followed through on this yet but i do plan on it um silk is just one of those most like intriguing characters to me Um, because this story opens up basically with her in peter parker's bedroom um yeah hovering over his (laughs) bed and and he wakes up and there um we learn that they are were bitten by the same spider. Silk was the second one bitten by the, the spider that bit Peter in Earth 616. And because of that, they share a very strong bond um, in which there are apparently very, very sexual undertones. They're, they can hardly, you know, restrain themselves when they're near each other. Um, and, and I'm just intrigued by Silk. Yeah, I, I think that was a super cool storyline, an awesome addition to what the OG Spider-Man is. You never think what happened to the spider after, <laughs> and the fact that she went off and, and bit she, I just made the spider she, um, went off and, and bit Cindy Moon as well too, and uh, yeah, she's she's just dope. But yeah, every time they're together, he's just like, oh crap, and like the pheromones just go wild. So, but I don't remember like reading a whole lot of like their interaction much like after this so i i I don't know what happens i think i have gone back and read the origin or like the origin's been mentioned in another comic that i've read but yeah another very very cool character i love the 616 spidey team i've got a hardcore love for them through all the different spider-verse stories um, and she's definitely a big part of that. And then you've got you've got Jessica Drew. Obviously, you end up getting like your your Miles and your Gwen, um, and and your Pete's and your Canes and your Ben. Every time I see them in one of the Spider Verse comics, I I really kind of closely long on to them. But yeah, I think it's some of the people that aren't Peter that make for the best Spider Man variants. Oh, absolutely, um, and. We, we've talked about how Earth 616 Peter is the main, you know, Spider Man in this world and in the comics. Um, he's, uh, and they do re- 
refer to that a few times where like Spider-Man India, I think is kind of just like depressed in, in the corner at one point when they've lost a battle. And um, he's like, you know, that everyone keeps calling me Spider-Man India, but like where I'm from, I'm just Spider-Man guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. And this is, this is Miles Morales's daily, <laughs> which is why like, I think once you come into what they've already solidified, the 616 is the main Spider-Man's universe. I think if you come into Spider-Man's universe, you have to, you have to change your name. Yeah, we, we, we're similarly aligned on this thought, but um, I, I, I still stand by the fact that Miles Morales can absolutely be Spider-Man. It's fine. Brady, what well, this is another qu- thing that we discussed in your absence last week that I would like mm-hmm. to hear your opinion on. What are your thoughts on name taking over, like a a mantle passing? Sam Wilson being Captain America, you know, someone else being Spider Man, um, you know, Carol Danvers be- being Captain Marvel. I I think you, in a business sense. You you pass the mantle to keep the the name recognition there, and I think that's fine, but it has to be done right. And I think there's some that have been done right, and some that have been done really really poorly. Um, my opinion, MCU, uh, Falcon taking over as Captain America was really bad. Hey, here's the shield. You're Captain America now. See ya. Um, whereas things like Hawkeye, um. When you see the show, you watch you watch her take over. You know it's it's more there's plot behind it. You understand his time's done. He doesn't want to be Hawkeye anymore. He wants the next the next person to come through. The next Hawkeye. So it's like I I am okay with it if it's done right. But I think there have been times where it has not been done right, and it kind of ruins the character for me, like it did for Falcon. Okay. How's that? Okay, that's it's a good answer. I respect that. I, I feel like I, I, I'm almost coming to a realization now in in live time. I, I think this needs to be like a number in, say, college football or the NFL. You know, if we've got, we'll use pivot to, to basketball here. We've got the number 23, right? That was Michael Jordan's number. Number 23 is Michael Jordan. Yet LeBron James wore number 23. Uh, I think... At a certain point, you should retire numbers when the GOAT has already worn them. So, like, yeah, Captain America, say Captain America dies, we're retiring the name Captain America. No one else gets to be Captain America. He's but died, like, like, five times. But maybe, like, with some B-tier character, like, uh, I don't know, throw out just, like, a, a Hawkeye, maybe. Um character from all the comics wait Brady, what yeah since when since we t- asked for votes on it Interesting. i do believe brady is correct that he is the most selected favorite character in this podcast mainly due to Bo, though yeah, I, oh, I thought Brady said it was his favorite character. Ours as a collective podcast. Nope, no, 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 mine. You can't take my Clint. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the latter half of this story and, and finish this run out. Um, 
and then we can just open openly discuss everything that has happened. So bear with me, please get a uh, cup of coffee or something. The fact that I knew Brady was going to pause on this frame. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. And we will get to this in just a minute. (laughs) All right. So the spiders charge solace who easily kills the prince of Arachne and Arachnosaur. Um, Moreland takes Benji, who again was the scion that was just kidnapped. Moreland takes Benji to earth zero zero one. Spider-Woman of Earth-65 and Spider-Girl bring in the Mangaverse Spider-Man, Spider-Man J, and Takuya Yamashiro of Earth-51778. Takuya charges Solace, but Solace destroys his giant robot, Lepardon. I don't Leo know. Leopardon. Leopardon. Sorry. Yeah, dude. Pardon me. You tell me you've never watched Japanese Spider-Man? Never. Um, it's so good because it's so bad (laughs) it's so good in like a power ranger sense i will have to add is that on disney plus oh no 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 i don't think they've gotten those right yet dang all right i'll I'll have to add it to the list um the safe zone is lost and the spiders open a portal to a random world in order to escape silk on the run from bricks and bora arrives on earth 3145 a radioactive wasteland when brick steps out of the portal he is nearly killed by the radiation before being pulled to safety Realizing that the irradiated world is off limits to the inheritors, Silk covers herself in web for protection. Um, didn't realize that spider webs could protect you from radiation, um, but good to know in case the world ever goes to crap. Well, uh, let's pause for a second. I've done this like four times. I'm sorry, Joey. Because um, it just reminds the one that I picked is my favorite. Um, it was of the edges with Spider Man Noir. Do you remember the scene where he literally shoots the web over his face to stop him from drowning? <laughs> Oh yeah, because that, that tube of water because that totally produces air. Yeah, 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 you're not just recycling that CO two. Comic book logic. You got to be yeah, okay. You're not just suffocating yourself. <laughs> it's just it's just web, man. Web does everything. Magic web. Um, all right. So Spider Woman Jessica Drew infiltrates the Inheritor's base by posing as her Earth zero zero one self, uh, the Master Weaver, which is a spider character basically in charge of this web of life and destiny. Um, he reveals a secret rebellion against the, his captors, giving Jessica scrolls with knowledge of the other, the bride, and the scion. Morlin arrives and gives Benji to Briggs and Bora. Jessica uses her damage transporter to send the scrolls to Peter before Morlin discovers them. The spider army arrives on Earth 8847, where Spider-Man receives the scrolls and is contacted by Silk. Arriving on Earth 3145, the spiders follow Cindy to Sims Tower and find the bunker designed to hide them from the inheritors. Inside, Silk was joined by Earth 3145's spider totem, none other than Peter's Uncle Ben um, from a different universe, not not the same Uncle Ben that died. Um, on Earth 3145, Uncle Ben was bitten by the spider and became Spider-Man, but gave up after the deaths of Ant-Man and Peter and as- accepted Ezekiel Sims' offer to stay in the bunker. The Earth was later destroyed by nuclear weapons, leaving Uncle Ben the last man alive. The superior Spider-Man realizes that Spider-Man is from his future, meaning that Otto will eventually lose everything. Spider-Girl reveals that she can read the mystical scrolls due to her original powers coming from a cult that worships the Master Weaver. She reads a prophecy that the Inheritors will lose to the Spiders, unless by sacrificing the other, the Bride, and the Scion, which will stop the new Spider Totems from existing. The second scroll contains the life story of Karn, which the Spider's home can turn him to their side. Um, On Earth 802... Kane, Jessica Drew of Earth-1610, and Ben Riley destroy Genix's cloning facilities at the cost of Ben's life. Spider-Man contacts Kane, who reveals he is on Earth-001. 
Spider-Man orders the away teams to rendezvous there. Uh, Kane transforms into a massive man spider and impales Solace, killing him. An enraged Moreland stabs Kane through the head. Joined by redeemed Karn, the spiders head to Earth-001 for the final battle against the Inheritors. Miguel O'Hara and Lady Spider arrive with a repaired Leo Barden. Um, Spider-Ham disguises himself as Benji, the baby, allowing Ben Parker to take Benji back to his home reality and robbing the Inheritors of the Zion. Uh, the superior Spider-Man kills the Master Weaver. The Inheritors are ex- exiled to Earth-3145, where they are forced to hide in the Sims bunker to avoid death by radiation while feeding off the radi- radioactive spiders. Um, and Peter Parker and Cindy Moon embrace, and all is right with the world. Everyone is okay, except for all of the thousands of spider people that have died throughout the run. And that's Spider-Verse. Joey, quick quick question before we hop back. Um, have you read Spider Geddon? I have not yet, but it is on my list. Once I, I will say that bunker um, of where we leave off the inheritors plays a plays a big factor. So it's a it's a cool little um, continuation of of that story there. Good to know. Good to know. Yes, yeah, so it's it's on my list. I've been meaning to read it. Um, I'm I'm trying to get caught up on on modern spider comics first and then i'll go back and read a couple things that i've been meaning to i i'm like 40 issues down and only like 75 left to go before i'm caught up (laughs) so thoughts about what we just gonna well what you just kind of recap there what what stood out to you joe um well i i think uh superior spider-man killing the you know the master weaver is something that's going to have some sort of big effect on the spider world because the master weaver seems very important to this whole spider verse it kind of ties everything together there yeah he literally is weaving the web that is tying everything together so so he's low-key kind of i will say every time that a role that important uh is left vacant somebody must fill that and uh that that happens in both spider geddon and Edge uh, into the Spider Verse. So the yeah, the Master Weaver is a hugely important. But I think yeah, I think the biggest part of this latter half that I just read, like the thing that stood out to me most, is this whole Ben Uncle Ben Spider Man storyline because it's it's kind of the inverse of what we're used to. Um, yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben just basically gives up. You know. It, it it took Ben dying for Peter Parker to realize that with great power comes great responsibility. But when Ben Parker became Spider-Man and Peter died, he did the opposite and basically gave up his responsibility. He said, you know, my loved ones are dead. Um, I have nothing left fighting to fight for. So I'm just going to basically crawl into a hole. Um, and then, you know, the world, undergoes a nuclear war and he is now the only person left alive and it takes a different peter coming along to essentially kick him into action and and make him a real spider-man because you know he was not embodying what it means to be spider-man facts and that does not bode well with the rest of the group um a couple individuals in particular i must say reading through this mayday parker is dope I truly, truly enjoy her character. Mayday. I'm sorry, was... not Mayday Parker. May Parker, the the Spider Girl. May Mayday's the kid. 
later, 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 and a different one. Um, but yeah, she's uh, I again, I love a cutthroat Spider-Man. I love a Spider-Man that's angry. I do as well. Um, I, I love all Spider-Man. Let's be real. I can't can't think of one that I saw in this run that I I did not love. Well, I will say, um, reading the wrong Spider Verse, but now that I'm a little caught up with summaries and pictures and fun, um, I could th- I say it's still it's still uh, it's still ac- accurate. I was talking with my buddy at work who does three um, D printing and Marvel's sculptures and all this stuff, and I told him, hey hey. I didn't get the hype for Spider-Man, but reading Spider-Verse, I'm starting to understand why people love Spider-Man so much. Um, I always knew Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man, it's not like I didn't like Spider-Man. Spider-Man was great. The character was great. Just was, just, it was always Spider-Man to me. It was always the hyped one, and I didn't really understand why. It was just the kid, you know, had a good backstory. Seeing the whole web of Spider-People... And how they have their own personalities, you can easily, sometimes easily, tell them apart. Um, was was really cool to see how much time ever got put into Spider Man and all of the Spider, you know, the Spider Verse in general. Um, but I, yeah, I've I'm actually coming coming around to Spider Man as one of my one of my favorites. Definitely, yeah, definitely not my favorite, but one of. Them. That shouldn't be that hard. I'm confused. What's going on here, Brady? You should just love Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, he's just the symbol of good and, and doing what is right, man. Well, I think in comics, to be fair, that's probably why it's taking Brady so long. Because Brady truly, typically, enjoys the opposite. Brady loves some chaos. And I feel like he's picked a villain more than a hero as his favorite character uh, more often than not. Well, my all-time favorite character is Deadpool, if that tells you anything. So it tells me some things, but that is also <laughs> like one of one of I mean, who's Deadpool's favorite person ever? There's a there's a list of like three. Yeah. It's um, it's Cable, it's Wolverine, and it's Spidey. And I, Even I Deadpool loves Spidey. There's only times where I've 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 gotten to read the interactions, but when I do get the interactions, it is some of my favorite interactions that we've read. So yeah, I've I've you know, I really liked the uh, recap. It's a little weird being on this side of not knowing um, and and kind of following along, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. So I don't know, I don't, I don't know how you guys did it with the reread, but uh, I I I like this. I've enjoyed the uh, the recap. So let me ask you this, Brady: having not read the story, but having listened to the summary and and kind of following along a little bit with the pictures. What would you say is the coolest, or I guess your favorite? Um, I, I, I struggled calling it your favorite when you didn't actually read the story. But what would you <laughs> say is your favorite Spider-Man character from this story of all of those that I was throwing out in the recap? Well, I'll do some very, very minor spoilers because I did still read a Spider-Verse comic, which did introduce most of these characters. And I definitely had a favorite character out of all of the all of the spiders, and it's one that you guys may not think it was, because um, he did he did have a very big part in this, just from the recap and seeing it. Um, but I love me some spider ham, baby. 
So I'm going to go Spider-Ham is my favorite spider version in both of the readings. Peter Porker himself. Uh, who we who we did just see naked, by the way, uh, for the <laughs> listeners at home. When he he poses as the baby so that you know Ben Parker can redeem himself and save the baby. And and so in posing as the baby, he just gets naked and then we see naked spider pig. Gotta save little Benji. <laughs> um, do you guys know the origin of Spider Ham? I um, really have never of. read the origin. What'd you say, Joey? I have actually never read the the origin. Can I, can so, I ask Bo to see if uh, what I learned was uh, right? Yeah. Was he a spider that was radioactive pig? He was. He started <laughs> off as a spider. He was bit by. Um, basically, there was a Aunt May who was a pig. Um, she was cooking up in the kitchen. Uh, messed with some chemicals. Became like infuriated hawk style bit the spider and then the spider gained pig powers um so he turned into a pig but kept all of his spider abilities and it's just ridiculous it's just absolutely ridiculous but it's funny i love, I love every character in that <laughs> universe that is awesome so who are uh, your guys favorite spiders though because you guys did read it so i'm interested well, um, Bo, would would you like to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first because mine's boring and it sucks. Um, reading through all of this, <laughs> my favorite character, just because there's such a highlight on him, I, it, it's a stupid character to pick in a multiversal Spider-Man. My, my favorite is 616 Pete. <laughs> Because I feel like it really just emphasized. This was the first time that I feel like it solidified. Like he is the center of not just like our readings, but like the desire of a family of spider hunting vampires. Um, but like he's he's the main. He's he's what everything is centered around. Um, it gave me a, a good appreciation of the clones as well too. I think Kane had a cool arc in this. Um, and I love when he turns into a giant, uncontrollable monster. That's always a cool aspect of his character as well, too. But um, I, I like Peter because there's a lot of why me, but always just stepping up to the challenge. And he does that in normal storylines with other characters as well, too. But to kind of see people look to him and to see, again, I think that coolest moment was where he kind of like took over in that head-to-head battle of superior spider-man because the superior spider-man story is so cool i mean superior spider-man really takes peter's life and just thrives with it he like creates parker industries and like does all these things and goes to where like peter parker never did and i feel like we know otto octavius is smart because in the movies he's he's painted as being this scientist this genius but like comic book auto is like next level he's a futurist like he's involved he's he's almost like tony stark level where like his inventions and stuff and his mindset go that far and his like kind of redemption arc through spider-man is very cool but then to see that and to know that backstory and then see the, the head-to-head and see peter still come up on top is is cool it's cool um so yeah i love the variants but the variants will always be subpar to the original and i think what they 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 add a 
bit more to his character and what could have been, and it gives you respect for the OG. At least in my sense. I I'm picking Petey. Okay. That's even that's still very confusing because there's a lot of Peters. I'm picking six one six Peter Parker Spider Man. I cannot fault you for that whatsoever. I mean, he's the main one. Um, yeah, I, I think Otto Octavius, we, we definitely see his ego here as well, where, um, you know, he, he meets Peter and is like, well, I couldn't possibly ever lose this body back to Peter Parker. So this has to be a past Peter Parker. It cannot be a future one. Um, and, and, you know, you just see glimpses of, of his genius and intellect here, but also just his, his you know, very strong ego. That hubris. Yes. It'll get you. Um, and, and we get a, a sense of how evil he really is, because he just goes up and kills the Master Weaver at the end of this story. Um, that all being said, <sighs> man, this, is, this was tough. I've, I've, known, I've known that I have to pick a favorite character for a week and a half, and I still haven't done it. Um, so I guess I, I have to take the Superior Spider-Man as my favorite from this run. I, I loved watching the struggle of power between him and Peter. Um, I like seeing, you know, just how he led his team that he was in charge of. Uh, he's, he, like we said, we get glimpses of his intellect and, and some of his ego, but um, I think he was just a, a fun character to read. And one of the cooler looking suits that, you know, Peter Parker has ever had is that superior Spider-Man suit. I wouldn't have talked about him so much if I knew that you were going to pick him, but it makes sense because he is a very obvious second choice throughout this storyline. So I also cannot fault you for your choice, good sir. Spider-Ham, also great. Uh, Silk, most intriguing character. And in, in if we're just going favorite characters overall, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, is probably my favorite Spider character of all time. Um, but not, not particularly in this run. Yeah. She hasn't, she hasn't reached that, that top tier yet. Well, let me talk to you about a run where she is freaking awesome. And... Well, so, let's hear her, Brady. <laughs> before you do that, real quick, Brady, I apologize. Um, Bo, out of 10, what would you rank, rate this story? I like me some spiders. Um, I feel like not even that. This, for what it is, was for, for what we included. If that was all one title one event which i mean it was but we read it across a couple and i did some side fillers as well too um i'm gonna hit it with a solid 9.2 wow Um, yeah i i love this um i love the the craziness of it i love that there's so much that gets thrown in and then easily thrown right back out and like I said, you have that very clear cut direction of once you get main universe like Peter Parker in there, um, the the action is very streamlined and you have a clear goal and you have a clear enemy. And uh, I, I wasn't sure how they were going to go about battling the inheritors because the, there's a lot of this. We didn't talk about that much. We've been talking about all these spider variants, but like the actual the, the fight here, the battle, uh, knowing that like literally all of their lives are on the line and countless have already been lost and many get lost during this. Um, I think it's, it's very cool and very well written. And um, 
I don't think that we've. I'm trying to think. This is the first time that we've read anything multiversal in a crossover event, correct? I believe so. I do. So believe. this is this is kind of groundbreaking for Marvel comic events, and I know that they was always been homage other like universes and multiverses, but like the Spider Verse is, they do it well. Mm-hmm. It was a good I, read. I enjoy the plot, and I think one of the things that always draws me in as well too. We talked about this briefly a couple times is just the difference in art styles and they do with the movies too to pay like a really cool homage to this but like the the slight differences that you mentioned and some of the very very obvious differences um and with each spider event after this it grows even more and more um but i i think just kind of showing the different universes for what they are and allowing those to live in the same was very well executed I agree. I agree. I uh, I think that this is, you know, in terms of multiversal stuff, the Spider Verse absolutely nails it for the most part. Um, the characters are great. They do a good job of just having subtle variations on characters while making them still, you know, different. Um, but but still, you know, Spider Man because they all have that common link. But they still have their own personalities, their own lives, uh, their own backstories that might be similar. But they all have a, a unique little twist with them. Um, that being said, I I do think the plot of this story is not the greatest. Um, the inheritors are not my favorite villains of all time. Uh, didn't get a whole lot in terms of like you know why they're doing what they're doing or, or whatever but um you know whatever it's fine um i'm, I'm gonna give this a solid eight this is a, is a good story um i love me some spider-man um which saves this from being a a lesser rating uh, but i just i just think the overall story was not fantastic but it is absolutely redeemed by the characters that's um, fair I, I appreciate that. I think, yeah, a lot of my higher reading is probably because in the next couple events, they really do highlight kind of the origin um, of, like, the Inheritors and really kind of going even deeper into, like, the original Spider Totems and things like that. So I have that knowledge there, and I think I kind of threw a lot of that into this as well, too. Um, first time through, I probably had a very similar reaction of, like, why? <laughs> and Because, uh, I mean, it's I like I like streamline, which is why I chose six one six P. But like, oh, a clear enemy, a clear like good guy, bad guy battle is awesome. Um, and without backstory, it seems kind of meh. But um, yeah, there there's a lot to soak in here. But I I expect you to go a little higher, but still a reading. I'm glad that at least Spider Man being in it um, saved it for you. Yeah, I didn't. I don't want to sound too biased of Spider Man. Just Spider Man title. Yep, ten point oh. Um, <laughs> uh, my official great. rating will be an NA out of ten, um, but give it a ten out of ten in my books. You know what I'm saying? All right, that uh, will be reflected in our ratings. Thank you, Brady. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, Brady, why don't you tell us about Spider Verse 2015? Okay. Um. So, uh, since you guys didn't do the correct reading this week, I'll tell you about uh, Spider-Man 2015, the Secret Wars version, that apparently was the Secret Wars version. Anywho, um, the 
I also couldn't find a Wikipedia article on this, so I'm doing it off the dome. So if it's awful, please stop me and ask questions, and we'll uh, we'll get through it, and we'll uh, we'll have fun. So the story starts with um, a young right, this spider. Is awful. Let me stop you, Brick. No, I'm sorry. This is just a joke. Please continue. <laughs> the young spider, Gwen Stacy, um, and she is talking about how she got her powers, who she is. She stops a group of grave robbers who are digging. Um, Calls them names in quirky Spider-Man fashion. And ties them to a tree and calls the cops. As she's walking away, she also decides to tell everybody that even though this feels natural to her, something about her past and her this world is unnatural. As she looks down at a grave of Gwen Stacy. And she continues on. Um, it then goes to... Um, Another duo of spiders, um, presumably in the same world of UK Spider-Man and Anya Corazon, a.k.a. Spider-Girl. And they are fighting bad people in a shipyard. Um, But things take a bad turn as they call in backup and it's a trap for the spider spider folk. Um, Lucky enough for them, Privitar, and I do not know how to pronounce his last name, but also known as Indian Spider-Man is sitting close by because he did analysis and found out that this is where uh, Spider, a couple of his spider friends that he is sensing and realizing are, um, as he does uh, deep dives into technology and under- and tracking and was able to track these two uh, spider spider individuals. They take down the bad guys, meet under a bridge, as all spiders do, and talk about uh, who they are and why they're here. And they come to the realization that they aren't from this world. They don't know their past or where they came from, but they know there are Spider-Men and Spider-Women, and they are here to save people, and there has to be more like them. So, they, in true Spider-Man fashion, best way to find other spider, spider folks is to go find the bad guys, and that's where you'll find people. So they take off, they take off on a journey to find the nearest bad guys and try to find more of their folks. Going back to Gwen Stacy and her storyline, she goes in deeper into talking about who she is and what she's doing here in this world. She doesn't remember her past, but she did find a job working for Oscorp. And working for Oscorp, she decides uh, that uh, even though she knows and feels like for some reason that she is unaware of, that this guy is a uh, psychopathic maniac, um, that she will do some recon by working for him. It's just, you know, one of those entry-level jobs. Um, but for months, she's actually staking out Oscorp. She finds uh, a, a door that only three people ever go in and out of, um, and she thinks that there's something behind it. So using her spider powers one night, she stays behind. She waits because uh, a single individual comes out of that door at the same time every night eating a Pop-Tart. Um, and, uh, she waited for him to come out, tried to pickpocket the keys, and admits that she is a spider and not a pickpocket, and ends up webbing him to the wall, um, stealing the keys, and breaking into the door behind the door, where she finds a swine character laying in a bed tied up to a, uh, a, a system that is taking his vitals and read and, and and taking care of him. As she starts to undo everything to get this guy out of there, Norman Osborn shows up in the door and tells her that uh, he did not think that he would have to reveal that he knows her identity so soon. 
Um, in true Spider Gwen fashion, she uh, uh, sprays Norman, gets him stuck up against the wall, grabs the spider pig, to which he says, Lady, I'm naked under here. Give me time. So she fights the guards while he grabs his spider suit, then takes him, swings out the, out the window, and lands in a park where they reveal that he is also a Spider-Man individual, just as she is. And lo and behold, right behind them, via um, Indian Spider-Man's tracking, drop UK Spider-Man, Spider-Girl, and Indian Spider-Man. And they all come together and uh, talk about the fact that this whole journey, trying to figure out who they are, why they're here, and that there has to be some bigger um, meaning. Um, they get intel from Indian Spider-Man um, that a bad guy hangout is happening at one of the uh, dock areas. They all show up, kick the bad guy's butts, um, and just as they are about to leave, um, Spider-Noir drops down from the rafters and says, you guys are making a big mistake, you need to get out of here, and before he can say it, through the door busts the Sinister Six. You got Doc Ock, Sandman, Scorpion, Craven, and who's the last one that I'm missing? Electro. Am I missing on that one? Is there, is that five? I'm six? Mysterio? Did you say Mysterio? Mysterio was not in this version of the Sinister Six, Ooh. so you might have been doing something. But they bust in. They start fighting with the spider people, and they realize that these this group of spider men slash women are not coordinated. There's something off about them. They're not like their Spider-Man that they're used to. Um, and they actually quickly and easily take down the spider posse um, because of the inability to coordinate properly. And that is when they are taken back to Oscorp and inter interrogated by Norman Osborn which he reveals that somebody told them they were there. He didn't have any advanced knowledge. And they said, who would, who would give us our position? Only we knew. And Norman points off screen and Spider-Ham walks in eating a pork sandwich. And uh, Spider-Ham revealed that he was no prisoner. This, that Norman Osborne's been taking care of him and giving him pork sandwiches. And uh, Spider-Gwen uh, asked about the ethicality of Spider-Ham eating pork. And he said, Porks from this world are beneath the porks of his home world. And he goes, he says, it's just like you guys eating monkeys. And she goes, we don't eat monkeys. Yeah, I was going to say, that is like <laughs> us eating monkeys. <laughs> That's not yeah. something we do. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, they continued on. Um, uh, and they found out um, that Norman, they believe, is actually a good guy. Who's trying to figure out the exact same thing they are. What is happening with all these spider folks coming to his world? And he has a theory that there is a giant web being spun and that they're all connected in some way to this world, which is Earth 616, I believe. Um, and uh, trying to figure out what happened, why it's going, which sparks the interest of UK Spider-Man, Spider-Noir, and Indian Spider-Man as they all try to help Norman figure out what's going on. Spider-Girl and Ham, not being the um, over, overly intellectual comparatively to all the other ones, um, found out that a buffet was upstairs, and Spider-Ham led 
Spider Girl to uncomfortable Spider Girl to the buffet where they talked about their past, um, which is where I found out that Spider Pig was actually bitten by a radioactive pig. Um, and Spider Gwen steps away because, like I said, she isn't sure how, but knows that Norman Osborn is no good and does not want to be a part of this. She tries to convince the other Spider-Men they're on board with Norman. She leaves, and she said, the best way to clear my mind is to be a spider person and save people. She saved a granny from getting hit by a bus. She saves a bunch of other things. She goes on her day. She goes back to the um, graveyard because it's a place where she can kind of clear clear her head. And out from behind the tree walks Peter Parker of that world. Peter reveals that he uh, lost his spidey sense, his ability to be Spider-Man, and he's no more than a regular human who can use the little web sprayers, but that's it. Um, He said when he lost his power, he disappeared from the world, he married, and he had a kid, and he is uh, no longer a Spider-Man. Um, he talks to Gwen, tells her that, uh, Norman Osborn is no good and that they are all in danger, um, because he is trying to figure, he is trying to unravel the world. Um, Gwen and him come up with a plan to taunt Norman Osborn, which gets, um, uh, Norman and the Sinister Six away from the, uh, building to track down Peter Parker now that they know he is alive. Um, leaving all the Spider-Folk unattended, Gwen swings back in, tells them what what he she knows from the actual Peter Parker of that world. They go searching for clues. That's when Spider-Ham reveals, well, maybe you'll find it in uh, Norman's uh, creepy chair room. And they said, what? What do you mean creepy chair? And he goes, yeah. Norman has a room where he sits in a creepy chair and he puts a helmet on and he talks gibberish. And he goes, why didn't you tell me this? And he goes, I thought this was normal with all humans. So they went, they found the chair. It was Cerebro that he was using to weep the, the uh, worlds together so he could end Spider-Man um, all around all of the multiverses. Um, they get Spider-Man. Um, they bring him back. And as they're, as the spider folk are trying to destroy, and right before Norman Osborn walks, Norman Osborn walks through the door, they try to destroy the chair and end the ability for Norman Osborn to do anything. They get stopped by female Thor, not Lady Thor, but Thor and a female version in this multiverse, who comes down and says, my god, who in this universe is Doom, Cannot have this chair be destroyed. They have a battle with female Thor. They lightning bolt the chair um, in a, a, a misfire. It d- becomes damaged. Norman Osborn runs through the door, screams no, runs to the chair, puts the helmet on, starts to do crazy magic things. Um, Thor gets knocked out, um, and Gwen has the great idea to... Use female Thor, pick up Mjolnir, and zap the chair, turning Norman Osborn's brains to potato, to which Peter says that has happened uh, many, many times before, and he always comes back. We don't have time. We need to destroy it. They destroy it, and they end with, you know, we don't know where we're at, what we're doing, why we're here, but Gwyn says the line, it is 
nice to share the responsibility of saving the world with some friends for once. And that is the Secret Warriors version of Spider-Verse. First of all, very elaborate and detailed plot summary for that being off of the dome. I think that you just inherited the role of doing recaps. Congratulations. Yeah, I felt like I was living that. Nice work, Brady. Thanks. I, I told you, this reading I actually was really into. I really liked it. That was, uh, it was nice. Yeah, it literally sounded like you were actively reading it. I will say, this sounds perfectly in line and chaotic with every other Secret Wars tie-in that I've ever read. And uh, essentially, this does not give away any plot, but like, Doom create recreates the entire universe. And he puts things together, uh, bits and pieces of other different worlds. So each tie-in is kind of like its own universe. There's like an A-Force one. There's obviously a, the Spider-Verse one. Um, there's so many Secret Wars tie-ins that it's insane. But he is God and God Emperor Doom. And he's a very, very dope version of this. And uh, he has a, basically an army of Thors at his will that go and keep the peace in all these universes to make sure he tries to keep as many of them unaware as possible of the greater picture. Um, and then there's like the straight line of, of his story as well, too. But um, I've never read this one, but now I feel like I have. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I hope. I hope one day, uh, if you do decide to go back and read some of the Secret Wars science, as this is one of the ones. Um, one of my other favorite parts is uh, Spider Ham finds out his secret power. Um, do, Bob, do you know uh, what what his secret power is, or is this specifically for this comic run? I, I mean, if he discovers it in that, I don't think that I have ever read what his secret power is. But I could definitely see why Spider Ham was your favorite character. He seems yeah. like he was very main in this. He was very, very main. It was great. Um, he found out he could be hit really hard and survive. And uh, <laughs> isn't that just all Spider-Man? <laughs> and he 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 jokes because uh, he jumped in front of Lady Thor and Lady Thor hit him with Mjolnir, sent him through three walls, and he landed in the break room, grabbed a sandwich, and said, "Yeah, my superpowers, I can get hit really hard." And he walks out, finds Peter Parker. And uh, he goes, you guys won't like me. I can get hit really hard and survive. I'm trying to threaten him with it. So <laughs> I, it's very, very, it is very, very good. I really enjoyed it. Um, you mentioned two characters that were also in the run that we read that we didn't really discuss much, which was Anya Corazon, Spider-Girl, and um, Spider-UK, which throughout both of these stories i would imagine spider uk would have a much larger uh presence because you know spider uk is a part of the captain britain Corps, which is kind of in charge of like overseeing the multiverse and they just don't take front and center like you would expect them to i mean obviously spider uk was going around recruiting spider-man but when it came to the actual story where was it he was nowhere to be found yeah, and I will say in the beginning, when they're pulling together all the spider people, um, they make multiple references of we should ask the leader guy, and they're speaking about Spider UK. Um, but that is before they realize that they're not a cohesive unit and they don't really have a leader. And then they, you know, go on and and it really Gwen becomes the leader and tells them what to do and how to do it. And that's why I, if you like Gwen, is a good good story for uh, for her development. I love it. I love Gwen. I I, I think I sent you guys a screenshot. I recently read 
the Gwenverse comic, which took place, I think, in 2022, um, which was just, you know, Gwen Stacy here is she she you know she is spider woman in her universe but then she moonlights as spider woman in earth ghost spider in earth 616 she just you know does some interdimensional traveling to go to college and help fight some crime in a a high super world because her earth is a low super world doesn't have too many you know ridiculous supervillains um and and in that comic she you know something happened to her while she was traveling interdimensionally and all of these different versions of Gwen as other superheroes were, were formed throughout time. So we get like Wolverine Gwen, we get Captain America Gwen, we get Thor Gwen. Uh, that was a really fun story that has absolutely nothing to do with this. So sorry for the, the tangent. <laughs> no tangent. But yeah, it's been awesome. I I, I will uh, definitely not be on the uh, catching up uh train on the next reading because i will make it a thing to make sure i ask 12 times that i am reading the right thing but i did think it was a it was a cool thing to you know take the back seat and listen to y'all tell me about the story and uh i do think i got a good summary what would you rate spider-verse secret wars edition out of 10 um there are some ones that i definitely enjoyed more i will say this one had the story behind this one more specifically, the setup leading up to it. Um, like I said, I, I think not 70% of um, the story that I talked about was getting to know the Spider-Verse characters, getting to know Gwen, getting to know Spider-Ham, getting to know why they're coming together. Um, and I still really liked it. I still really liked the setup and the, the character development. So I think the biggest complaint I have is uh, that it was everything and then or it was nothing, nothing, nothing. And then like four pages of everything happening. Um, but that's what you're going to get with a tie in now that I know it was a tie in. Um, but it was uh, it was fun. It was fun. I'll give it a solid 7.8. OK, OK. Um, and you mentioned, you know, making sure you're tuned in to what, what's coming next. But what? are we doing next do you want to give the listeners a a quick you know recap of what we've been discussing this week well we still do have one more reading and it is uh it is very inspirational of what will come after that so those of you that have stuck through this podcast geez i'm falling asleep uh (laughs) we've got we've got a couple weeks left in in the year here um next week we look to do a bonus episode who's doing that well that's a it's a good question because last week was supposed to be brady's bonus episode uh, so we brady never did get his bonus brady's so over two. Two. Not two we do next week <laughs> I'll read um, yeah followed by um two weeks from now is typically when we go and do our our bi-weekly comic reading so the 23rd our last comic reading in this comic event lineup is going to be none other than 2015's secret wars brady you might be familiar with it has a lot of tie-ins um a beautiful um incursion of worlds um and very very kind of pointing as to where the mcu is going um, so after that, for the year of 2024, I made a suggestion that we switch things up a little bit. And we've been very comic heavy and we've done a lot of crossover events. And I think that it's been awesome to kind of get these under our belts and, and discuss them accordingly. But I think one thing that we all kind of love and bond over is 
the live action films of adaptations of a lot of these stories and stories new and other comics and things like that. Uh, we love the MCU. We love superhero movies. We love shows. We love talking about those. And in 2024, we're not expecting a lot of those. Um, it has been confirmed that the only Marvel movie that we Deadpool, will be Deadpool, 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 Deadpool. is that is <laughs> that um, I don't even think it has an official release date yet. I'm assuming late in 2024, but we've got some time to kill. So I said, let's challenge ourselves. And we're going to begin a a weekly watching um, of every Marvel movie beginning back to the 1980s. There are ones prior to that. We're going to we're, we're going to we gotta draw the line somewhere. We're going to scrap those. Those uh, are technically gonna... like serials and short films, I think. So I, I do believe the one we're going to watch is the first official like live action feature film. Which I think, I mean, if you're going to start somewhere, start there. Um, there was a little debate about the first two, uh, but in, in the end, Howard the Duck ended up winning. And uh, is that 1980? I want to say four. 1984 seeming right? Maybe 86? That the sounds uh, close. I can confirm while you continue. Perfect. So we're going to start with the 1986 release of Howard the Duck, the first live action Marvel film. Um, and from there, we're going to uh, just continue with each one as they chronologically came out. Um, so next, we'll be leading into Blade. Um, and from there, we will... Is that a duck sound that I just heard? Yeah, I found right. a soundboard. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. We will be using a lot of that on the first week of January, I feel like. That's perfect. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll get some Blade in there. We'll get some... Uh, Daredevil, X-Men, Punisher, and the orders that they were released. Ghost Rider, uh, leading up into the actual MCU of uh, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, The Avengers, Captain America. Um, starting with Howard Duck, going to current, there are 67 <laughs> live-action films. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we've got some time to do. Obviously, with only 52 weeks in the year, this is going to pour into 2025, even at a weekly basis. Um, but I, I think it's going to open a lot of cool discussions. And by the time we get caught up in 2025, we will have not just Deadpool, um, but several other live action films um, that are on the horizon or that we have watched or that we will be watching. Because um, this will lead us straight into Avengers Secret Wars. Um, the 2025 anticipated Avengers film um, following Avengers King Dynasty. So we'll see where that goes. And I think having all these under our belt, heavily discussed on the podcast, hopefully you guys can follow along. I think this is going to be a lot easier for some of the people that may not have access to comic books the way that we do with Unlimited. So um, we'll probably be sharing the streaming platforms that we're finding these movies on. Uh, we'll probably be sharing some passwords throughout <laughs> if, if there's any free trials or anything that we need to do to get a hold of oh, some right. of these films. You can ignore that Netflix, Hulu, all the uh, streaming things. <laughs> but I think eventually we'll be caught up uh, onto where most of the things are living on Disney Plus. So uh, the, the beginning should be a little bit fun, but we'll, we'll share some of those um, and would love to kind of get some listener involvement with these and really just kind of like hone in on our social medias. I think 2024 is going to be a cool year. And I think this is a really cool way to kick it off. <laughs> <laughs> 
and with that, we are we are well over. Uh, sorry for the double comic uh, length, but uh, we are excited. We're gonna finish up reading Secret Wars. Jump into some movies, which is I'm super excited for. I might take my wife along for the journey of the movies, but we are gonna jump in. And until then, we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Comics Over Coffee. Please be sure to join in again next Saturday morning for another exciting episode. If you have questions for the host or would like to be featured on an episode, please write in to comicsovercoffeepodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to my fellow co-hosts, Bo and Brady, and a very special shout-out to our artist, Emily Rich. Bo's back. Back again. Bo is back. Tell your friends. Bo is back. Bo is back. Bo is back. Bo is back. Keep going. Keep going down. Keep going down. Bo is back. Bo is back.